Hello listeners, welcome to the final episode of Season 1 of Gamer's Guide to Ecology, where I play popular open-world RPGs from an ecological perspective. I'm the host, Jesse D, an open-world RPG gamer with a master's degree in ecology and evolution. Today I'm joined by special guest Josh Bingaman. Josh is a photographer, podcaster, and actual play D&D 5e Twitch streamer. We're going to chat about what it was like growing up playing Pokemon and watching the franchise develop alongside technology, where Pokemon Legends Arceus fits in for us, and what we like and dislike about the game. Josh, thanks so much for joining me tonight. Um, it's great to finally meet you. I'm a regular viewer of your Thursday D&D 5e Twitch stream. So uh, yeah, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. Thank you for the invite. I'm also very excited. Um, it sounds like it's going to be a fun time. Well, let me start by asking you, what type of gamer are you? Do you play a lot of video games normally? So I have a, a very dear friend of mine uh, whose name is King Keegan. Keegan would argue that I am not a gamer um, because I play two games. <laughs> <laughs> um, although I think those two games absolutely make me a gamer. I usually yeah. play uh, games that win me money. So Pokemon for one. Um, I used to play StarCraft II really heavy because I won money playing that as well. Wait, how did um, you win money playing Pokemon? So there are competitive, there's like a whole competitive Pokemon circuit put on yep. by the Pokemon Company International, and I have won um, two, maybe two live events, and yeah, some of the live events give out cash prizes. Obviously, Holy the shit. bigger the live event, the more money you get. I bubbled out of Top Cut for two regionals, so I was like 16th, no, I was like 17th and 16 point whatever at two regionals which it was like 16 and up but because i had like a lower resistance there's like a whole calculation thing and it's math and i leave that to straight people but basically <laughs> because the people i beat couldn't win anymore i was just below like rank 16 to get into the top 16 that's amazing so how, how does like competitive pokemon work it's battling right Yes. So uh, COVID kind of put a weird squeeze on it recently, but basically we would just take whatever game was the most uh, recent, I guess is what I'm looking for, um, at the time. And then it's all double battles. You have a six Pokemon team, you bring four, and it's usually best of three. Mm -hmm. So you bring your four, you go back to then that matches over, and then you pick either the same four or a new four, depending on your opponent. Um, and then it is, uh, I don't think it's like Swiss rounds, but that might be what it is. But basically, yeah, they pair us all up into different groups. There's different like, uh, rounds and we go through round after round after round. Um, usually you want to shoot for being, uh, no more than two losses. And then you, yeah, you just play through all of your rounds. And then at the end, they tally up all of the points, all of the scores, and then they make a top cut, and then that's more like a just a single elimination bracket. Yeah, so like a round through. robin and then like a tournament bracket style at the end. 
Yep, yep. That's so cool. Are there balloons that drop from the ceiling when you win? Like lasers <laughs> and stuff? Um, I don't think... You actually see a bunch of these on YouTube. Um, Like the world events. The world events are really funny. Um, But no, I wish they had like balloons and laser beams and stuff like that. But usually there's a crowd there and the crowd does get buck. I have seen wild things take place and... <laughs> have been like lucky enough to be in the crowd while it's happening and just like people like will get up and scream and like run around the room it's very funny it's hilarious i'm picturing uh like um the movie dodgeball where there's like uh crowds going wild and like there's like people are in costumes and (laughs) (laughs) it's like a light show oh that's that's amazing that's so cool i had no idea Oh, it's like a really cool thing. There are cosplayers too that sometimes show up there was one girl who was there dressed as a xerneas and she had on like this really cool like blue gown with like yellow like gold trimming on it or whatever very it matches the color of the pokemon and then she had like installed these like this headpiece that was like antlers with like oh, cool. multicolored leds on it <laughs> and like that's just how she played like the whole day that's how she played everybody and i was like good on you because i know that's heavy yeah we also we usually play alongside like the trading card game people. So obviously I was playing the video game. The trading card people play kind of in the, like across the video or whatever. Um, if you are single and looking for an extremely attractive man, I do not know why, but they all play the Pokemon trading card game. <laughs> it is it's like watching a male model review on the other side of the room, and we're all just like. Who are these people? Where do they come from? It's like a hidden talent, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it's like the weirdest thing. I've, I've, I was blown away because I'm on the video game side and like, you know, it's, I feel like we all look regular in quotation marks. Like we're all just, you know, people hanging out and then you turn around and it's like everyone is six foot or taller. They look like they were, right. Look like they were standing outside (laughs) of a Hollister or Amber Crombie, but no shirt on. (laughs) And I'm like, is that how they afford the Pokemon cards? Like what is going on? It must be. Yeah. Full-time Pokemon player, part-time model. Truly, truly. Um, I never played the Pokemon card game. I didn't understand, like, how it worked. Um, it was too, like, too many rules for me. And maybe it, I'm just, like, not very good at card games in general. But um, I liked collecting them. Uh, didn't understand if I had a good one or not. I, was a, I like the art. I don't know if I could do battling. Playing, like, player versus player makes me so nervous. I don't <laughs> mind playing, like, against the computer characters. Right. Um, but if I was to, like, battle my friends, I think I would throw up. I'd be so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, especially, in, like, in the big competition scene, like, it definitely... I mean, that's just, like, one of the barriers to entry, you know? Like, can you stomach, like, the live thing? Um, it, I mean, honestly, it, it was always a lot of fun. I never ran into anything that was very rude or i mean i will say like you know it can be a little clickish just because there are a lot of people who've been doing this for a while and they all know each other and that type of thing but it wasn't so clickish that i felt like othered so much so there are a lot of people who are especially like um especially supportive of like anybody trans women uh people who are non-binary people who are like marginalized like there are groups within like the Pokemon scene that are extremely protective and very like, we are making sure you are included. We're making sure you know that you feel like you belong here. Um, because you know, there's the typical gamer bros everywhere and they're like, yeah. we will drive them out, like literally name them and we will ban them. There was one of my favorite uh, Pokemon professors literally got like so harassed on Twitter because she took a stand to be like, absolutely not. I will be banning this player for 
Like, like I've had multiple people step up, step to me in my DMs and tell me that this person is vile. Show me DMs and very, and these other things. They are simply banned. They will never Mm -hmm. compete in the Northeast. The people that organize the events called Pokemon professors. Yeah. They have to take like a class. They have to like graduate. It's like a whole thing. (laughs) Man, this is a whole like part of the world that I didn't know existed that I now want to get involved in. So I'm excited for that. (laughs) I'll have to check it out. Absolutely. I'm telling you, if you if you go on YouTube, you can see some like the world competitions and stuff. Uh one of my favorite is I think it's 2014, but um one of the guys uses a Pachirisu, which like Yeah, yeah. Have you seen that? I saw that YouTube video. Yeah. <sighs> that is one of my favorites. There's like so many like <sighs> that one is really fun. Um yeah, it's, it's that's a great one. And then there's another one that is so funny because it's wolfie and wolfie is hilarious in person he's such a goofball but he did this like 5d chess play that when you're like you're watching it and you're watching it play out and he like even faked it out like on camera to make it look like he was like oh no i guessed wrong and then when it like the turn resolved and he was back in the it was once like the reveal happened he like literally locked eyes with the camera and made such like a devious face Ah, <laughs> uh, it it was literally iconic it was one of my favorite things ever yeah the pokemon competitive stuff with world competitions very funny very fun i love them i'm gonna have to look that one up actually because i think the one that i was thinking of was done with a ratata instead of a pachirisu so i'll have to check it out oh yeah take a look they're they're great So are you, like, a completionist when it comes to playing Pokemon? Do you like catching them all, or are you just, like, battling? It So back when I was younger, not a completionist. I have I uh, have a very funny, uh, weird thing about me in that, like, things being in order, like, in proper order stress me out. So I was never really a completionist. I just, like, got the ones that I liked and went about it from there. Um, as I've gotten older, and they've incentivized being a completionist by giving you things like shiny charms or things that make the breeding go faster and stuff like that, I have started to do that. But they've also made it easier by having things like Pokemon Bank and Pokemon Home. Mm-hmm. So I can like dump all my Pokemon onto a thing, and then when it's like, okay, well, you need to complete the decks, I could be like, cool, what do I need from here? And just dump them all yeah. into the game and then pull them back out. So then I can complete the decks much faster. And so I I am a completionist in that way. If you were to look at my boxes in Pokemon Home or in my game, uh, one might be very upset with me because there is it is everything everywhere. There's no order to it. No, there's no order. I people wonder how I find things. There's a search feature in the games. <laughs> yeah, who needs to put them in order? And boom, and that's it. But there are people who are like, you don't put them in like color order. You don't put them in alphabet. I'm like. No. <laughs> yeah. I I mean I put them in national decks order and and the um the unowns go in like alphabet order mm-hmm. and the shinies are just however there's no order to the shinies they're in their own box. So Yeah. When most people I think once they get started and they can like just add it as they go, I think they're set. For me, I just like my I literally just like turn brain off and then just catch everything. And then once I'm done, I'm like, okay, what do I need to complete the decks? And then I go to bank and just dump them in and then call it.
when did you first get into Pokemon? Like, how old were you? What was the first Pokemon game that you played? I do not remember my age, but I feel like it was around third-ish grade. I got in, like, right when Pokemon, like, kind of came over. Yep. Um, which is wild to me, because, what is it, they're, like, 27th year? Yeah, this something? is... This is uh, 26? 20, 26 years. Yeah. 26 years. That's how long I've been playing this game. But um, <laughs> yeah, I got into it like literally right when it hit America. And I, so yeah, I was right. I think it was like third grade, maybe fourth grade. Um, So you started with Pokemon Red? Yeah. Poke- I, I had Pokemon Blue. My friends had Pokemon Red. I was like one of the few people that had Blue. Yeah. And yeah, I was also one of the few of my friends that would actually go when we would go to the books of millions and stuff to do the the Pokemon days over there. Um, most people focused on the card game. I was not a big card game person. I like the art on them, but I was one of the few people that would play the video game there. And that's when I started battling against other people was through books of million and stuff. Is that like uh, so in Can- I'm Canadian and in Canada we have like scholastic book fairs, it's called. Is it like a book fair, like a convention? No, it's like a like a big old chain bookstore, bar, oh, like okay. a yeah, like is Barnes and Noble a bookstore? Is that a website? Yeah, it sounds like a bookstore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> I've it was heard just of like it. a yeah, it was like a massive, massive bookstore, and okay. it would so we would just all go there. We would all post up in the back, and we would play. Um, usually people would play the card game. I would just be on my little Game Boy, link cable up, and start thrashing people all day. It was like an after-school sort of hangout club for kids at a bookstore. Yeah. That sounds great. Did you end up beating it? Did you beat Pokemon Blue? Uh, yes. I beat Pokemon Blue multiple times. I probably have beaten that game a hundred times or more. I don't remember. In fact, I remember beating it once, completing my Pokedex, and then one of the girls at this like science camp I was at saved over it. Oh. And I was, everyone was like, oh my god, that sucks so bad, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, eh. And then in like a, less than a week, I'd already beaten it and got everything <laughs> again. Like, it was just like nothing to me. That's amazing that you had the, I guess, wherewithal to not freak out. Because I think I would have freaked out. Yeah, I think I like started to, and then I thought about it, and I was like, this literally took me like three days to do. I could just do it again. <laughs> just do it again. Do the same thing. Did you get a different party or same party um well so i always had like a same like battle party but whenever i went through the game i would just like i always pick the grass starter and then i had friends who like pretty much just sat on their games so i would just go to them and like trade do whatever um i had people who like had extra versions of games that they just never played so they would just like let me restart the file to get the other starters or whatever yeah because like that was Back when they had, I mean, they still do, but version exclusives. Mm-hmm. Like you had to have, if you wanted to catch them all, you had to buy them all. <laughs> yeah, you literally had to have two versions to get it done. Or uh, you'd have somebody who had like Pokemon Yellow, and that was like a whole different bag of uh, Pokemon version exclusives. So yeah, I was able to get a lot of them through Yellow. I hated Pokemon Yellow, but it had a bunch of the Pokemon I wanted in it. But then I still ended up needing Pokemon Red because I had Blue and Yellow, which had almost the same Pokemon in it, with a few differences, and it was a mess. Yellow was the was the like North American version of of uh, Green, I think, isn't wasn't it? They didn't make Green in North America, so they made Yellow. They did make Green. Yellow was like the special Pikachu edition because Pikachu yeah. was like the mascot. Followed and you so, around. 
it followed you around and i have i have never liked pikachu as a pokemon so as soon as i would get it i would trade the pikachu to my blue version slap it with a thunderstone teach it all the moves i wanted to and then trade it back so i didn't have to deal with the pikachu mechanics um but yeah like you could get all of the starters like the squirtle bulbasaur and charmander you got all those in pokemon uh yellow it was like missing like meowth coughing and ekans which was annoying because those are the team rocket pokemon and i'm like so why don't just keep them in the game like they're mine i want to use them but yeah it was like a whole mess but yeah it was like a a a different it had like jesse and james in it it like more followed the anime than Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like the games which was you know whatever (laughs) i think i emulated pokemon yellow i never had a chance to play it um i got into playing pokemon um when uh third generation came out oh Um, yeah so i actually played like gold i remember playing gold earlier but i you know i played it and i was like yeah this seems like something i would like but i just like didn't get into it because none of my friends were into it and Mm -hmm. then um heart gold was released like i don't know a few years later and I played the shit out of that game. I put like 700 hours into it. <laughs> yeah. The Heart Gold and Soul Silver were good games. I really like those. And then I went back and I played Leaf Green because I thought, you know, I have this Game Boy Advance. Why not use it? Um, mm-hmm. There was some, there were some great remakes. I love when they did the remakes. So when mm-hmm. uh, this like Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl or whatever came out, I was super excited because I was like, Diamond and Pearl, the originals were eh, not really super great. But mm-hmm. with the upgraded graphics and the like character designs and stuff, I was I was really into the new the new games when they came out. Um, oh yeah. If you had to pick a favorite Pokemon game, which one would you pick? I really liked Sword and Shield. I really really liked it. I for the most part liked each <laughs> new one you didn't play that one no yeah i really liked sword and shield i really liked it, it, it see it's funny because like i said it's almost like i i just keep liking the ones as they come out because before sword and shield i would have said i really liked ultra sun and ultra moon okay um i really liked like x and y i think was the first time i probably was like i still liked black and white and black two and white two more Mm-hmm. But I still I still liked X and Y. The Mega Evolutions were lit, and I really liked uh, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. But yeah, right now I definitely really like Sword and Shield. I did not expect the kind of like MLG like sports thing to like hook me as much as it did. But there's something about like when you're battling the gym leaders and like they have these like effects of like the crowd like cheering everything on. Like, I was like, okay, this is actually, like, really cool. <laughs> it's really fun. <laughs> it's on my list. I mean, this 2022 is turning into a significant financial Pokemon burden. <laughs> because, <laughs> uh, because today they had a, a Pokemon announcement about mm-hmm. um, Gen 9 coming out. Yep. Uh, I saw that on Twitter. And they're making, um, what do they call it? Scarlet and Violet? Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, there's another $80 that I have to spend by the end of the year. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Start saving now. (laughs) I bought Brilliant Diamond for like 80 bucks around Christmas, and then February came, and I was like, okay, I guess I got to buy Arceus now. (laughs) Yep, yep. (laughs) Over, over, almost $300 in gaming in like a year is is too much. (laughs) 
And you know what's funny is because this is the the, the people laugh at me because I only play two games, but like I literally just have to buy Pokemon games. And then the other game I play is Final Fantasy fourteen, and I've already bought that game. So like yeah. it's the fifteen dollar a month subscription or whatever. It's twelve dollars, whatever it is. But like I play the the subscription per month. But I'm like, that's it. There's some years where like I literally don't spend. I spend zero dollars on games. I have learned with Pokemon since I've been like in the franchise for so long. I have learned with Pokemon. There's kind of this idea of if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. So I always have like this little bit of like side fund <laughs> so that when like a Pokemon game is like, if, if we're on the edges of a Pokemon game coming out, I'm like, let me just keep this to the side just a mm-hmm. little bit because yeah, there's, I have a few months notice now that like, you know, exactly. it says late 2022, that could be like November, December. So I'll be okay. But um, yeah, I forgot that they were releasing um, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. <laughs> like, I just oh, like, yeah. forgot those games were coming. So when it came out, I was like, dang, I got to go buy those. <laughs> yeah. Those um, came out at the same time as a Final Fantasy fourteen expansion. And I was just like, what am I supposed to do with my time? Because I was like, I can't play both. Because one yeah. of... Because well, I say that, but like, I could probably clear the Pokemon game in like an hour. Like, not an hour, in a day. And be done. Because I know that generation, like the back of my hand. But... I still really wanted to focus on the Final Fantasy game because there's a lot of, like, story and intricacies and stuff like that. So I remember them both coming out at the same time. I was like, what am I supposed to do? But then (laughs) Final Fantasy got delayed. So then it was perfect. And I was like, score. I'm settled. (laughs) This is great. Got a couple weeks to focus on it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really want to go back and for sure buy um, Let's Go Eevee uh, because I haven't played that. And my partner's really big on Pokemon Go, so I think he would appreciate, like, seeing his Pokemon, like, adventure with me i think you would find that really cool oh yeah yeah sword and shield i've never played so i wanted to buy i'd probably buy shield i think that's when i got yeah well i mean i got both but shield is the one i like played first yeah so those are the ones that i i wanted to play also this year but we'll see where it goes i don't know (laughs) yeah they were cute like i said i think a lot of people were really divided on sword and shield because first of all people like really expect high powerful graphics out of pokemon games and i'm like guys we've been on this road like every year every release you want the graphics to be like it's a switch chill yeah. like yeah <laughs> relax relax it'll be all right but yeah people were really mad about the graphics and stuff like that and they they kept saying that the gameplay was weird but i'm like it's you get in the battle and you beat the pokemon up i don't know what <laughs> i don't really know what you mean like it's no different than the last gen but yeah whatever. like the staples the staples of pokemon are like pokemon professor you get to yeah. pick one of three Oh no, there's a bad guy. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, you battle all the people. You win. <laughs> like those are the things. Right. And I'm just like, what is what are you Yeah, it was I always like when people get really weird about the Pokemon games, I always like look at them like so you just don't play any other you played that one Mario game and never another one after that. <laughs> right? Like you played one Zelda game and never never another one after that, I guess. Cool. <laughs> yeah. It's just I mean, once you're into Pokemon, they really suck you in. And there's mm-hmm. like it's a vortex. There's literally no way out. Like you just, I don't know. It's some kind of addiction that forms at an early age. And they really played that up too. Like they knew they were marketing to kids and they're like, we got these suckers for life. For life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Literally look at me. I remember when they did the 20 year Pokemon like thing. And I remember like staring at my like desk, like I've been playing this game for 20 years, <laughs> 20 years. You just sort What's of shake that? your head and you're like, well, this is what it is <laughs> yeah and i was like well i guess so i mean i'm good at it why not yeah i like um 
like I have a collection over here on uh, my bookshelf of all the like old systems. So oh, yeah. I started with a Game Boy Advance, um, and then I have like uh, a DS, and then like a 2DS, 3DS, <laughs> and now I have a Switch. <laughs> so it's like not only seeing the like progression of the like cartridge sizes versus oh, yeah. like the actual console. And uh, it's it's so cool to be able to, like, grow up at the same time that, like, the franchise is growing up. Mm-hmm. And you're, like, seeing a progression of technology. Like, this feels like once once we get old enough where we're, like, we can't play games anymore or it's, like, you know, we're too busy or it's, like, socially unacceptable. Which, I mean, it'll never be, so forget right, about right. it. <laughs> but once I'm dead, I don't think Pokemon will be around anymore. Like I think this was a generational thing. <laughs> once it's once it's got unless we can get like, you know, the next generation into it, which I think they're trying to do with a lot of these new games, this big spin into open world gaming, which is why we're here tonight to talk about uh the new Pokemon Legends Arceus game. They mm-hmm. shifted into this open world design of a game that like most games are these days they don't have a lot of you know there's no more like uh i mean besides mario i can't think of like okay you go to this level you beat the level you go to the next level like everything is right go wherever you want good luck yes 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 uh are you enjoying arceus i I am, but I have mixed feelings, right? Because And the reason I do is because I am at heart a Pokemon battler. I want these things to battle. I like battling people. Um, the battle system in the game is, like, funky to me. There are things I actually really like, and there's things that I, I don't... Because I'm thinking competitive PvP, right? I think from... If I just take this game as it is in a bubble and do not think of as PvE player versus environment content right i think it's fantastic i think it's great everything they've done in the game i think is fine if i add my competitive player versus player brain to it i'm just like this game is bad (laughs) this game is not anything like what would work because a lot of the choices that they made aren't competitive and that doesn't make them bad it like for example the agile stance and like the strong stance for moves that doesn't work very well in a competitive arena but I think it works pretty well in the game as it is. It adds a lot more like strategy, seeing what moves are doing what and all that other stuff. And I, I think that's interesting. Um, but yeah, I, I, I agree. I think like it's 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 a it's a it's a fun time for what it is. Like I get to run around and um, just catch everything. Like I said, that's kind of like my if battling is like my number one skill, catching has always been my number two. Um, and this game has proved that my catching skills are, uh, ridiculous. (laughs) I will pat myself on the back and toot my own horn. I accidentally was like level 50. Like my starter was level like 52 when I left the first area. Like when I finished the first zone and like completed the little like warden thing and they were like, all right, go to this other place. Uh, my Pokemon was level 52 and there was like some battle I had to do. And the, the Pokemon was like level like 26. And I was like. (laughs) Maybe I went too hard. Maybe <laughs> maybe I went a little bit too hard in this game. <laughs> Should have chilled. I mean, if you can afford all those Pokeballs, or if you're just going around breaking rocks and shaking trees, then, I mean, why stop? Like, just go until you got them all, and then the, you're ready to that move was, on. 
That was literally my life. I actually yeah. like there's like a Snorlax in the first zone. There's like a Snorlax that's like chilling right around this little bend. Yep. And the only way to get around it is either to climb around, fly over it or swim around it mm-hmm. or dodge it. Um, <laughs> I caught it. I battled it and caught it and then went through and caught like everything on this whole other side of the zone that I don't think I probably should have had like, direct access to. Yeah, yeah. But I caught like everything over there and then I was like up and down all over the place. I, fa- I, I fell onto an alpha parasect and caught it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, in the um, what are the gar- what is it called? The nature's kitchen or something like that? Yeah, nature's something pantry, like that. something weird. Yeah, like I like fell into it, caught it, and then like used it to help me catch stuff because it can like put things to sleep. So I was like running around catching stuff, blah blah blah. Found that rapidash, and I was like, "What are you doing?" Caught it, and then like, like it was like every every step of the way, I just kept like finding things, catching them, and then moving on to the next bit. And it was very like I was rank nine at like the, the the climax of the game and i was like i really don't think i should be like this like powerful yeah because everything pick. was like level 60 so yeah everything level 60 my pokemon are like pushing 90 and i was like <laughs> I, I should probably just chill just play the game <laughs> that's what i should do i mean yeah you gotta just find what's what's fun for you um i i had a bit of a moment when you got to leave the village and the guy's like oh follow me over here i want to do i want to show you how to do stuff and yeah. I like I literally just had to walk like sixty feet to go and talk to him again. And I was like, Nope. <laughs> I went down to the left and like disappeared into the tall grass and like didn't come back for like three hours. <laughs> I was like, I'm yeah. gone. <laughs> and then I I came back and I was like, Oh, you're here, right? I forgot about you. <laughs> yeah, you just sticks all in your hair and stuff like what Yeah. Oh, and then he's hey. like, this is how you catch Pokemon. I was like, well, I don't know where you've been, but I've been doing that already. <laughs> yeah, you're just, oh, yeah, 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 show me. I have no idea. I have no idea. Yeah. How do you do it? How do you do it? <laughs> Let's compare notes. I didn't pay attention to what he said. And I think if I had, it would have been a lot easier for me because I think halfway through the game, I figured out that you could throw mud at stuff and they would go all like, woo, and then you could hit them easier. Yeah. So. I, I just avoided doing that. I was playing the stealth game. Where I was, I figured out what food they liked and then would chuck that at them and then like sneak around and crack them upside the head. Yeah, yeah. If you hit them in the back, it's it's better. You get that big flash instead of the little one. It's such a satisfying crunch, honestly. I've been enjoying Arceus like more than I was expecting to. A um, mm-hmm. couple things I didn't like about it was, um, first of all, like you just catch so many Pokemon. You forget how many you're catching. And then when you're yeah. ready to like go back to the village or go to the next zone or whatever, the professor's like, oh, by the way, like this is how many Pokemon you caught. And it's like 67. You're like, great. Now I got to go release all of them. <laughs> <laughs> right. You're like, what was I doing? What was I thinking? And you don't unlock the like mass release for a little while. So mm-hmm. for the first few, you have to like individually click on them all. That was the worst. Um, which made me chill a little bit on on catching until I got... Uh, I got up to a good enough point where I could, like, mass release. Mm -hmm. Talking about, like, classic or one-off features. Well, maybe not even one-off features, but classic Pokemon, like, battle features that were missing in this game that I wish it had. Um, Double battles. Like, there are multiple times where you're, like, walking around in the wild and four Pokemon are like, hey, we're going to kill you now. And so yeah. you throw out, like, you know, one one, one Pokemon. <laughs> and it's like, and you were I'm getting sorry, jumped. What? <laughs> yeah. 
and there are no rules like there are no rules you are getting jumped why is my one lone like rowlet getting jumped by like seven zubat like i can't send out anybody else yeah that was i hated that a lot um stat effects i didn't mind so much because um in previous games like if your Pokemon was confused or, like, asleep, you mm-hmm. would miss a bunch of rounds or it would hit itself all the time. <laughs> I also didn't like that you couldn't, like, multi-target attack, you know, if there's, like, an earthquake yes. or, like, a ground attack that's supposed to hit, like, three Pokemon. It just hits one. There was one mm-hmm. um, Draco meteor attack that one of, one of the alphas that I caught had, and yeah. it's literally, like, three meteors falling from the sky, and the animation hit two other Pokemon, but only the one that was targeted got damaged. I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> yes, I, I agree. I also very much wanted, like, let me have AoE attacks, please. Yes. Um, can you think of any classic, maybe not so much battle features, but, like, in general, just Pokemon features that maybe this game should have had or that you missed? Um, Let me think. It was, yeah, you hit on, like, the two big ones that I really liked. I really wish that, like, I could, if I'm getting jumped, I could send out more Pokemon. And I do really wish I had AoE moves. Because in um, X and Y and Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, you could get swarms of Pokemon. Mm-hmm. So it'd be five Pokemon versus your one. And you could, like, you surf and hit all of them. Yep. Which was nice. Um, this game does, it, it, it kind of makes it a little bit easier. Because sometimes when you're, like, getting swarmed, you're getting jumped... Some of the Pokemon will just kind of be like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just going to hang out. Yeah, and looking then, like, around or whatever. Get their do. turn. Yeah, and I was like, that's like cute, but like, I I would like to just end this quickly. <laughs> I mean, again, like, I have Pokemon that are level like 90, and it's like a bunch of level 16 Paris appear, and I'm like, can I rock, like, I just rock slide and just, just take them all out? That'd be really nice. Um, I. I kind of go back and forth on whether or not I like the choose to evolve in the menu versus just letting them evolve by themselves. I was never really one to, like, pause evolution. I was just like, let's get it going. Yeah. Like, it's evolution time, let's go. Um, You can't pause evolution once you start it in this game. You have to watch the animation. Yeah, and, like, and I guess it makes sense because you, like, actively chose to evolve it, so it's not going to let you go back on it, which is... I, I kind of get it, but I'm just very like, I wish I could just do it. Like when it's level 30, just evolve it. I don't want to, I don't, I don't ever like to sit and wait on evolution, but other people were very much like, I hate having to push B all the time. And I'm like, just evolve it, just evolve it. But <laughs> I get it. It's fine. I find um, it Everstone. Exactly. Um, I do miss the different types of balls that you could use for different environments, like having the dusk ball, the repeat ball, the quick balls and those types of things. I actually uh, like to have an aesthetic with my Pokemon Pokeball choicing. Okay. So like if I'm catching a Pokemon that is like green, I'll catch them in a safari ball or a nest ball because that's oh. also green. Um, I like to do like funky things like that or things that are really stupid, like catching a Pokemon that's made of fire in a dive ball. So when the <laughs> fire hot Pokemon comes out, all this like water effects happen. I think it's very funny. Um, and I like doing stuff like that where in this game, you pretty much have the three. And yeah, I was like, okay, cool, I guess. Although, I mean, it gets a big, they don't have a lot of uh, caves or fishing and stuff like that. But yeah. I did like all the I like the different designs on the balls, the different particle effects and stuff when they come out. So I, I did miss that. I missed uh, 
getting around the terrain. I wanted a bicycle. I was like, where's my bike? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, because we just ride on the Stantler or, or the Weird Deer or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, at the start... I think it would have been cool, like put my player on a mountain bike or something. I don't know. Yeah, just run around. The yeah, bike, is, the but... bike is fun, or like a skateboard, something. Yeah, I mean, it's it seems to be like a it's a classic Pokemon mechanic or like feature that I I just noticeably was missing because mm-hmm. in other previous games it's like okay here's your running shoes now you can run, and then you get a little bit further in the game and they're like ride this bike around for a while <laughs> you know you can keep it. <laughs> yeah. In in Pokemon Sword and Shield, the bike becomes like ba- basically like your HM device. Like instead of using Surf, your bike gets little floaties. Oh no way! That's awesome. And then you bike on the water. Yeah, like there's like stuff like that, and I'm like, see, I like this. Like <laughs> this is fun. How did you feel about the um, uh, I don't know what they were called, like guardians or whatever that were they were the HM Pokemon that like you blew the little flute thing and they showed up. Okay, so I. F- okay so i think that they're fine the thing for me that i wish is that there were something that made them not pretty much just fall off once you got a new one right so like you get weird deer and then you get the ursaluna but you almost never use the ursaluna yeah because it's not as fast as the deer and then quickly after that you get uh basca legion on water so you kind of don't need Ursaluna at all. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I really wish that they had done something different or maybe had a, a terrain or something, something specific to keep Ursaluna relevant because it just sits there and doesn't do anything. Yeah. Um, and then once you get bird, it's like, LOL. Mm-hmm. Why do I need any? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Why would I do anything else? I think what going on your, um, on your point about Ursaluna, I think I would like to see like a claw attack or some kind of, swipe attack from it so that mm-hmm. you could hit trees or break rocks while riding on ursaluna i think Ooh, that yeah. would make it worthwhile to like actually ride around because the only the only like companion pokemon or whatever i don't even know what they're called um that you can do anything from is basculesion when you throw pokeballs from its back um, but the other ones you can't do anything with so yeah no that's a good point yeah i think it would have i mean it, we know that it's physically strong enough we know it's physically capable of doing that yeah so yeah let it bust up trees and rocks yeah um i mean how many times did i dig up stuff like all of one time <laughs> yeah i literally only use ursaluna to find the thing to evolve an ursa ring into an ursaluna yeah <laughs> that's the only time i ever used it and then like once i did because i caught an alpha one of the alpha ursa ring like okay it, okay one of those little Teddy Ursa kids saw me sneaking from, like, across the way, alerted the Alpha uh, Ursa ring, who chased me down. So I was like, are you kidding me? It's I got, There's a snitch? And that's what we do? I was pissed. So I caught that one, and then I beat up all of the... I'm a, ter- I'm a horrible person, because I caught that Alpha Ursa ring and then used it to beat up all the kids and catch them. <laughs> I did do that. I don't think that's terrible. I mean, you just... You gotta punish the snitch. That's what you do. Snitches get stitches. That's right. And I, they they sure did. Get a lesson learned right there. Are you into shiny hunting, or is that a recent thing? So to go back to what I said about my the Pokeball experience, I like to match the Pokeball colors with the. 
Pokemon themselves, and that usually will also include shinies. I also have a very stupid habit of like accidentally color coding, like making teams that are like very harmonious in color. Like uh, one time I made a Pokemon team and literally everything was shades of yellow and green. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize I did it until I looked at the whole team all together and I was like, why did I do this? Well, you get your like elite four photo, like team photo, and you're just like, oh. <laughs> yeah, and like everything was green, and I was like, what? I, I think in uh, my Soul Silver game, all of my Pokemon were like rainbow colored or something. Um, because my starter, I always picked the grass starter, so my starter was green, Meganium. I had a Scizor that was red. Mm. My Azumarill was shiny, so it was yellow. And I think I had like an Ampharos that was shiny, so it was like purple. Yeah. And then I had something that was like blue and something that was like orange or something. Like a dark That's really cool or though. something. And like when I saw it on screen, I was like, Did I really? Did I really do this? <laughs> Subconscious rainbow. Yeah, I, I like having Yeah, and I so I really like having like teams that were like the colors are like the Pokeballs all match like the Pokemon and the colors are cool. I like doing stuff like that. So I sh- I'm I don't shiny hunt like just for what's what I'm looking for. Like I'm not like a shiny hunter and that like I would sit there and shiny hunt like the whole game. Mm-hmm. It's more like I only want this Pokemon if it's like the color blue. And so I'll find like, oh, it's blue, cool. I'm going to catch the blue one. So you found uh like you you aim for a specific shiny based on like its color, not the fact that you know you want like that Pokemon but shiny. Yeah, like the rarity and like the, like the 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 kind of like the status of being shiny, it means nothing to me. If it looks cool, yeah, then I'm like, okay, I want that because it'll offset like this Pokemon's dark blue, and then yeah. this one would also be dark blue, but the shiny version's green. So then I have blue and green versus all blue people. Yeah, that's I do cool. stuff like that. Yeah, no, that's respectable. I think there's a lot of people like I got into shiny hunting only recently. Uh, with things like Poker Radar and, and stuff that made it a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you could, like, pick a target and go after a specific target, whereas before it was, like, all random encounters or, like, soft resets. And I didn't think that I had the patience for it until, like, I figured out, you know, I could just soft reset while I'm watching Netflix. And <laughs> yeah, and so I did that, and then I was like, hey, that was really fun, actually. <laughs> So now every game that I know that's not shiny locked, I'll do a soft reset to get a, a shiny starter. Because um, I guess I'm crazy like that. But um. <laughs> I mean, it's how you like to play the game. But yeah, I mean, there's also something cool about like the little animation and stuff. It, yeah. it looks it's, it's fun. It is. And I mean, there's a lot of hideous ones. Um, yes. <laughs> where they're like this weird puke green color, uh, like Dragonite. I'm like, that's gross. Why could you not yeah. pick a better color? Uh, but then there's some really awesome ones like Crobat. Like Crobat is the sweetest shiny. It's like this pink. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Yeah. I just, um, I didn't think that it would be a thing that I would get into. And my buddy Matt is really into Pokemon. And uh, he's like, oh yeah, I'm a shiny hunter. It's like, ooh, what's this? <laughs> yeah. So I fell into the rabbit hole. For my team for this, like, because battling was not a huge portion of it, it was just like, go out and catch wild Pokemon. I didn't mm-hmm. really feel pressure to like pick a good team. So I carried Pokemon that I caught until I got their, like, Pokedex entry up to 10, and then I would deposit mm-hmm. them. And then, you know, if I got a sh- if I got a shiny, then it would join my team, like, permanently. So 
the first shiny you get is like a ponyta. The game gives mm-hmm. you free shiny. So ponyta was in my party for a while. And then I caught a shiny. I was like, okay, now you're in my party. So I have two Pokemon and like continuously worked my way through there. So when I had six shinies, I was like, sweet, I got a party now. <laughs> and then yeah. by the end of the game, I was like, okay, now I got to battle, you know, literally God. And I got shiny Pokemon. So it felt pretty cool. Um, it did feel really easy to get shiny Pokemon in this game. And so maybe I didn't feel as accomplished as I would in, in other games. Were there any features about Arceus that you actually, that you did like? Did you like, I mean, you talked about catching Pokemon in the overworld. You said you were really awesome at that. How did you feel mm-hmm. about the, like, throwing bombs at the Guardian Pokemon? So the the whole Guardian Pokemon fights thing was, it's going to sound bad. It was, like, my least favorite part, but not, like, that doesn't mean it was, like, bad or horrible or anything like that. It was just one of those things where I was like, I would rather just beat it up. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I'm a battler. I just went to Punch battle. Punch it into submission. It. Exactly. Yeah. Like I had a, like I said, I had a Decidueye that was like 30 levels higher than that Cleaver in the first zone. And I was like, just beat it up. Like, I'm like, it's not gonna, you can't fight me back. Like, beat it up. But um, it, it was like a whole different game. And I think that's kind of what took me out of it was that I just was like, if I was going to do this, I would just play Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. or dark souls i guess because someone said it was a lot like dark souls i've never played those games but um there's just a lot of like dodge rolling and then like hitting it with stuff um but when it did when you when i did get to battle them i liked that part that was neat and then it would reward you for beating it up and then you got extra throws at it um i liked the um i liked that they were like the alpha pokemon and like the guardian pokemon had big like boosts like they had something that made them special so the fight actually meant something mm-hmm. um it would have been really tiring i think if it was just like oh it's just big like once you catch it that's kind of what it is it's just big and that doesn't bother me but like the battle itself like the alpha pokemon if you got caught by one of those like it takes less damage from your attacks um it's you know very imposing and like scary looking so like the battles are actually like okay I have to like take this serious I can't just like play right and then like, and it has like a surprise move that you're not expecting right yeah they have like special like attacks that they don't normally get and then the other thing too is that like they are um like they're so violent yeah and they're like way smarter than the other Pokemon in the AI like they specifically will find your weak spots and go for them yeah if they've got the move for it yeah um. I noticed that about, um, spoiler alert, have you finished the game? Uh, yes. Okay. So I noticed that about Arceus too, when you're like battling Arceus and you throw out like a fire type and he's just like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm a water type now. And I'm like, ah, right. <laughs> so smart. Like, really? <laughs> but I'm like, That's obviously you're, you're God, you're allowed to be smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Th- those are really funny. The, the stat changes are odd to me. And I think that might. That might air me on the side of it's not competitive because, like, it they redid damage calculation and the way the stat weights are so that, like, even if you're, like, 20 levels lower, you can still do considerable damage to an enemy Pokemon, right? So even though I was, like, sometimes 40 levels higher, if the opponent's Pokemon went before me, which I would always be, like, roll my eyes because I'm like, yeah, you can't do that, but whatever. Um, it would still do, like, a huge chunk of damage. So everything was 
very tense. Those were like very effort very values or something, right? Those circles with the stats? Yeah. They have like the, the effort levels or whatever they're called. And then, yeah, it is, so I, what saved me a lot of the time is that I constantly max those up. Like I, every time I had the items for it, I would just start dumping them into my Pokemon. Yeah. So they became more resilient. Like you could tell they were much stronger, but there are some people who like had no idea that's what those things are for. And so they would get jumped by a bunch of Zubats and then all of a sudden it's like all of their Pokemon are down and they're like, I am level 60. Like what <laughs> is going on? Like how are these like level 10 Zubats beating my ass? But. Yeah, I mean, at first I didn't really pay attention to what they were for, those, like, mm-hmm. dusts and stones and stuff. Um, and then I just didn't care. I was like, I, I actually never used any of them. Um, I sold them all because I was like, whatever. Yeah, get <laughs> um, out of here. <laughs> but if I did, like, because I, I wanted to do a live uh, living decks, um, if I caught a Pokemon that had, like, better effort values than, like, the one I already had in my in my like pasture i would just replace it i'd be like you're better bye <laughs> yeah that's i mean most of the time it's me with alphas like if i'm like oh i have an alpha version okay well bye yeah you can be <laughs> yeah it's usually me because i when they're huge it's very funny to me it is um i also like when i encounter uh there's like a trainer that uses a toxicroak and that was one of the alphas i caught uh, because I cheese the second area and the second area you can fall off of a ledge and land in a zone you're not supposed to be in yeah and I landed over there and caught a level 65 Torterra and a level like 30 or like 45 Toxic Rogue. <laughs> I should not have had these access to these things at the time. Um, they were way stronger than they needed to be. But it was so funny when like I battled some lady and she was like, LOL, here's my Toxic Rogue. And I was like, mine is four times larger than yours. <laughs> like your Toxic Rogue comes up to mine's knee. That's hilarious. This is the game. This is why the game is good to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I remember a portion of a game, too, uh, where I battled a guy that had a uh, Garchomp, and I had caught um, Alpha Garchomp in, like, the icy area. Yeah. And uh, and it was like, Garchomp versus Garchomp, and mine was, like, twice as big. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny, because you're just like, wow, I, I simply am running this right now. Yeah, like, this yeah. is incredible. All I could think of was that, like, don't talk to me or my son ever again. <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes, yes. Do you have a favorite Pokemon? Grass types. I the, having a favorite Pokemon is such a hard question for me because yeah. I do like l- almost all of them. There are <laughs> several Pokemon I could quickly tell you that like I do not like at all, like the ice creams. Do not like the ice creams. But oh my god, I forgot they existed. Oh, I have never forgotten that a Pokemon exists because <laughs> I either hate them so much or I think they're cool. And so, yeah, I cannot stand Yeah, I mean, there's literally a Pokemon that's a pile of garbage. Yeah, love the pile so of garbage. why would there not be an ice cream cone Pokemon? Yeah. I love the pile of garbage. I think it's great. It's a mood. I relate, <laughs> honestly. I love the pile of garbage. I, um, I pretty much am, like, big on grass types. I love grass types. I always pick the grass starter. Um, I very oftentimes forget that... I'm using all grass types until something happens. So in this most recent game, Arceus, I had my Decidueye, the grass starter. I had Parasect. I had Electrode, which is a grass type. And then I oh, had yeah. Gudra, which is... I had Garchomp and Gudra, both dragons, both weak to ice. 
And then I remember like going into the ice area and then like thinking about it. And I'm like, <laughs> I need to switch some of these guys. Like I, I don't want to, but I have a nothing in here is going to take an ice hit at all. <laughs> I really got to figure something out. <laughs> yeah, my favorite Pokemon. Let me see. I mean, I got to go with a classic Bulbasaur. Um, yes. Always it's good. just, I think it's it partially one. goes back to the anime too, because. <laughs> He literally hated Ash. He was like, I don't know you. Like, I'm grumpy. Yeah. Just leave me alone. I want to sleep. Um, and I I connected with that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm notorious and a Pokemon anime hater. Except there is a very good... I hate Ash. I do not like Ash. There was I was on a podcast where I literally ranted about how much I hated Ash for like 40 minutes. Um, <laughs> they, like, they were like, Josh, tell us about... And I was just like, don't get me started. And then I was gone. <laughs> Um, I ate up all of their time, but I, um, there's an episode of the Pokemon. I think it's when they're in the Kalos league or something, but Ash has a Greninja and he's fighting against a guy who has a Sceptile. I notoriously love Sceptile, but it, um, it was a Sceptile. It was a mega Sceptile versus Ash's Greninja. And it was like incredibly, it was like watching Naruto, but like, it was in Pokemon, like Greninja's making shadow clones, making like spinning balls of water and like kunai and stuff. And then the Sceptile's making like swords out of leaves and like shooting his tail missiles and stuff. It was the coolest fight. It was beautifully animated. Nice. I do not like the anime, but that was the coolest thing ever. I, yeah, I consistently want to be like, if I could just beat Ash up, I would put me in the show. I'll beat him up. Like not even in a battle. Like I just want to put hands on him and then. Maybe leave. that'll be uh maybe that'll be like a, a mod that you can get for, for Arceus where you can like mod in Ash and then play as like a wild Pokemon. And just beat the shit out of him. And just beat him up all day. Yeah. 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 So today is February 27th, 2022, mm-hmm. um, which yesterday I found out is the date that Pokemon first debuted in Japan 26 years ago. So yep. happy Pokemon Day. Happy Pokemon Day. Why do you think Pokemon has been such a successful game and or company? So I've got two reasons. One's good, one's bad. So the, the good reason, I think it just, it. there were a lot of games that had come out around the time, and I think Pokemon had an equal part, like, an equal bit for each type of person. I think it it had enough of, like, a combative battling thing to catch, like, your JRPG players that liked the grind and, and figuring out, like, those strategies. Uh, people like me who liked battling against other people and, like, that kind of chess of, like, are they going to switch? Are they going to use this move? Does it know that move? Can I withstand that move to then counter with this move? Like, it, it worked well for me. Uh, the completionist, people who just wanted to collect things and, like, have, like, a full collection of stuff. Um, the game was based on, like, bug catching. Like, the yeah. the original idea came from just that feeling of, like, completing your bug collection. <laughs> so, um, it, I think it just touched on so many different types of people who play games all at once. Mm-hmm. And it... And even speed gamers, like, figured out a way to make it, like, a fun little speed game thing. Like, you can pick the thing that you like in Pokemon and, like, run with it. Because yeah. you can still beat the game no matter what way you play. Mm-hmm. 
I, I I think that's part of what made it so successful. I think it's like it caught so many people. We talked earlier about like targeting kids, but I think like it targeted people who kind of had a an idea of what type of games they wanted to play, but maybe couldn't like articulate it. Mm-hmm. But they they knew kind of what they were after, and for the most part, I think it latched on because other games like you know your Monster Ranchers, your Digimon games, most of them focused on like real heavily on one thing or maybe two things and it didn't really grab the rest where like like a monster rancher is you just you get your monster and you raise that monster (laughs) there's not like a need to have like a rotation um and then digimon it was sort of similar except it was like literally raising like disciplining it cleaning its poop making sure it eats twice a day taking (laughs) it on runs like you were doing like stuff um where pokemon was a lot more like we're gonna get rid of like the minutiae like no you don't have to figure out what food is good for it but like you're raising it is levels like you could see exactly what you're doing and where it'll go so yeah i think it and you know everyone loves number go up so (laughs) exactly yeah i mean there was that one where you had to like physically like move the little um spoon around to make like a poffin oh yeah right just for your pokemon so that it would like you more um so that was kind of cool, but also stupid at the same time. Like, I don't want to worry about feeding you. I can't even worry about feeding myself sometimes. <laughs> I will say in Pokemon X and Y, there was like a, it used the the two screens. And on the bottom screen, there, it was like the stupidest thing. But there was like this one bit where like your Pokemon would like be like just moving around. And what was funny is if you made turns too sharp, they would like roll. <laughs> and also like one of my Pokemon was, he, you gave them like these little cupcakes Yep. And I remember my chessman being addicted to cupcakes. I was like, could never give this little thing enough cupcakes. <laughs> I would feed it and it would be full because you would do this whole thing where you could like play with it, pet it, give pet it high it, yeah. fives and stuff. And I would, I remember I gave it like it was full on cupcakes. It did not want any more. And then I literally like went through a building and then it was like alerting me for cupcakes. And I'm like, <laughs> are you like, is there, is it crack? Is it crack? What's in here? <laughs> Why do you keep wanting these cupcakes? You spend all your polka coin, all your polka dollars on cupcakes for your Pokemon addiction. Truly, truly, it was a mess. <laughs> I was like, I cannot, like, I, I do not know how I'm gonna keep getting you get these cupcakes, buddy. Like, I don't, I don't know what the mini game is. Ask for another cupcake. I swear to God, you're going in the computer. <laughs> <laughs> right, truly, truly. Okay, so one thing I noticed in this game that I maybe wanted to mention earlier about what I liked about Arceus, but I forgot, was the uh, diversity of NPCs. The, like, there's a really big lady that's super tall that you can, like, Mm -hmm. talk to at the battlefield. And the lady that tells you, like, go and catch all these wisps is, like, really tiny. She was great. Mm -hmm. I loved her so much. Um, There was no, like, fat representation in this game. Um, which I felt like they had overlooked. I mean, they were there were fat people in previous games. Um, yes. Another thing that they had is they had like um, like different skin tones in this game. So there were like darker mm-hmm. skinned people. So that was kind of neat. Um, did you notice the diversity in NPCs in this game? So it's kind of funny in in Pokemon games up until um this in up until arceus i felt like they were more on like a positive trend um and i never i don't ever think recall any like big waves of people like pushing or 
being loud about like represent us in these games blah 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 because i feel like they sort of like kept that ball moving in a positive way Mm -hmm. uh in sword and shield like there are they are explicitly black characters there are characters that i think are more like south asian there are um there there is a construction worker trainer class in the game and the men are like significantly smaller than the women like the women are massive and i mean like like they are like twice as tall big old like and then they have but they're like really girly too which i also liked because i was like normally they you know they'll stereotype like oh yeah here's this woman but she's just like mad butch throw a mustache on her lol but no they had like it was like legally blonde in the face but they were like i'm gonna take this trainer class that we were gonna make a dude and just swap the heads so it's like this like blonde girl like pretty blue eyes eyelashes she's got a full face on but she is huge (laughs) <laughs> massive ladies and i was like i know that's right i love it um the hikers usually have been like bigger dudes um yeah so like they usually trend like positively in that regard and then in this game um this game was interesting because i kind of almost didn't even care about the npcs at all like i almost just zoomed past them mm-hmm. but now i, I realize it's because there was like literally the point of the game wasn't even the people you know what yeah. i mean like it was just kind of like a there are like literally a hundred side quests you can do, but you can also ignore ninety nine. You can ignore of all of them. And yeah, yeah, and you would like never meet half of these people in the game. Yeah. And so I was like it, it was so like I was just so busy focusing on like the Pokemon that I didn't even like oh, it was a person. You could be anybody to me, like whatever. But in thinking back on it now, yeah, I, I yeah, I think it was definitely something that was probably overlooked. Maybe something they didn't they, even like they didn't even notice probably mm-hmm. because like I said, usually they they do pretty well in it like in the like specifically like in the last couple games i'll say sword and shield and um sun and sun and moon uh particularly because that was based on like hawaii Mm -hmm, and like mm -hmm. polynesian islands and there was a lot of people who were of darker skin tones uh different body types and all kinds of stuff over there i do remember that now that you say that in sun and moon um but like the camera angle was like different right and they're like little characters instead of like open world you know you can walk up and see their face you don't have to like engage them in a battle to like see what they actually look like um Mm -hmm. because they're like battle scene character is a lot different than their like overworld character whereas in this game you're like okay that's what you look like um so that was easier but i gotta i gotta go play um sword and shield now because i had no idea that's amazing um it sucks that i haven't played it because i do love supporting games that show um incredible diversity um of people so sure even the there's one of the gym leaders is uh her name is nessa and she is i remember like losing my mind it was like the internet black pokemon players we were hype as hell because nessa and nessa even has like her own like there's like a youtube series that they did for i think it's like pokemon twilight wings or whatever and there's a particular one with her because she loves to fish she's like a fisherwoman she's nice. a model and she's a gym leader and the story of her little episode is like can you do all of this or do you <laughs> need to pick one and there's a part where she like no joke like model struts into the chairman's office she goes bitch i will be doing all of it <laughs> and you're just gonna have to suffer and then like storms out and like flips her hair but she is utterly gorgeous she's also tall as hell um 
I, she's violent like me. She says at one point that she's going to flood the stadium and everybody in it. And I said, I know that's right. Cause she was trying to beat me. I still whipped her ass though. But yeah, no, I, I love it. It's like a it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, the champ, even like the, your rival first rival and his older brother, the champion are much darker skinned and like very much darker. <laughs> they are not the strongest trainer in the game is like, darker than khaki and that Hell is yeah. lit to see it was very fun for sure yeah josh thank you so much for agreeing to come on the show tonight it was great meeting you um Absolutely. and hanging out for, with you for a while i mean you were like a ray of sunshine in a dark world <laughs> right now so <laughs> i really I appreciate try. you <laughs> i try um, why don't you take a bit of time to do your uh, sign off and, and plug some stuff that you're working on? Because I know you're involved in, in a couple projects and maybe where uh, listeners can find more of you. Um, I'm found all across the Internet at Josketh. That's J-O-S-K-E-T-H. Um, Twitter, unfortunately, gave me the option for like the little voice notes. And I do frequently at like four in the morning when I can't sleep, like roll over and start talking into my phone about nonsense. It's great. God audio. Help I love me. it. I, it's if I ever find something that's just like completely out of control and like I think that's the thing too like I find like the funniest discourse like in it, it's so like like what are you talking about like what are you talking about <laughs> in fact there is actually discourse about the Pokemon Arceus game and colonialism and I cannot I meant to look it up before I started there's like a group of people um that Japan I think it's like indigenous to that island that Japan yeah. is on and I cannot remember the name of it, but they, um, I remember there being a lot of discourse surrounding like Pokemon Arceus, it's like colonizer, the game, blah, 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 and this and that. But it was, it's one of those things where I'm like, this would be an interesting point to explore. However, I don't want to hear white people doing this. Like, where are the people who are actually, and like, I can't find those voices saying it. It's li- all of the arguments I've ever seen are from white people and then it's more arguments with white people so i'm like do these people actually feel like they're not represented in this game do they feel like this is a bad game like what's going on where are where where are these voices at so i usually there's me like online like i'm like on my phone being like these white people are pissed again about something and i cannot find the people who they're supposed to be mad for like where they at someone point me in their direction so we're mad on their behalf um they should be thanking us (laughs) exactly it's very that and i'm always like screaming laughing i'm like where where are they where are they i want to talk to them but um yeah so usually on twitter uh acting up um i have an instagram i have i usually post like if i do photography stuff i'll post it to my instagram um then lots of butts yeah i love it yeah if you like dude butts there's a lot of dude butts on there i love it um i do a podcast uh called naruto Revuto, where me and a group of pals watch episodes of naruto uh, we're in Shippuden now, and then we talk about them and the, the episodes, the cultural impact. Uh, one of the cast members, Tim, is, like, brand new to the series. And then uh, the other, the rest of us have all consumed it all the way through to the end. So we're having a great time, like, laughing with Tim. And he'll, like, make predictions. And, like, half, more than half the time, he's, like, fully right. Nice. And we just sit there and stare at each other. Or, like, we're in a separate group chat, like, like screaming at each other, <laughs> like, trying to hold our faces. Um but it's a fun show. Uh, Naruto is is a very, very good show. Um, so we love that. And then uh, Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, I am on a show called uh, Darkest Days of Dale, 
where we play the D&D 5th edition Icewind Dale Rime of the Frostmaiden module. Um, it is a fun time. It is a cold time. <laughs> I long for a beach episode. But um, it's fun. I am a, a monk and the healer of the party, especially now because the druid became a warlock. Yep. So literally the only people that have consistent healing are me. <laughs> and I'm like, we need more. <laughs> we need more healers, please. But it's a fun time. I love it a lot. To my listeners, thanks so much for supporting and listening to the show. I had a blast with season one. If you're enjoying the show, why not follow me on Twitter at Dahan J and let me know what you think I should play next. There are so many great games out there, and I need your help deciding which ones to cover for season two. In the meantime, please subscribe on whichever platform you're listening so you don't miss the start of season two in a few months. You can now support me on Ko-fi at jessed underscore ecology to help me buy more open world and RPG games and keep making episodes about in-game ecology. Thanks so much for listening. Hope to see you for season two. Good game, everyone. Theme music is called Rain Song by Brett Eagleston, and you can hear more of his music at bretteagleston.bandcamp.com.